even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop. Welcome to the Happy Hour Mutiny Radio lineup. <laughs> this evening we have your host, Anthony Zaccaro. Oh, yes, yes. It's good to be here. Oh, we, we, had, some, we had some cool people here earlier. Uh, Dave was here. Uh, give it up for Dave. Everyone loves Dave. Uh, I don't know if he knew he was here, but it's all the same. Um, <laughs> Uh, that guy's lived in San Francisco for 80 years and traveled three blocks. So, the, uh, dude moves slow. Um, oh, thank you. Goodbye. Um, all right. It's <laughs> the last time I invite my mom to beauty. Um, all right. Uh, yeah, my name is Anthony. Um, the, this, this is how the mic's going to work. Uh, you get five minutes, um, but if you're killing, you get three because I'm insecure. Um, no, no, no. It doesn't, doesn't matter how good or bad you're doing, you get five minutes. Um, it's a communist mic. We all do the equal amount of work. Um, yeah, so my name is Anthony. What have I been thinking about lately? Uh, I had a pretty good 2018, pretty good 2018. The happiest I was in 2018 was when that guy died trying to visit that island. That's the happiest I was because that's, that's got to be the whitest death, right? That's got to be the whitest death possible. That guy died trying to convert an island of indigenous people to Christianity the week before Thanksgiving. That's got to be the whitest death possible. Like, other than, other than killing yourself with sleeping pills, that's the whitest, that's the whitest death. That death is just slightly whiter. Um, Choking on a pumpkin spice latte, probably whiter than that. Tripping on your Uggs, probably a little whiter. Um, oh, hey, Dave, how's it going? Uh, uh, but yeah, the, the, the people were all upset, you know? Like, so many people were upset that this guy died visiting that island. I think, like, I mean, the signs were there. Like, everyone that's ever tried to visit this island has died, so they made it illegal to go there for that reason. Like, the... No wonder he got catnissed the first time he got, because like the the people that lived there, the first white people that showed up there, the guy was so white, his last name was Primrose. Like that's how fucking, like that's how white this guy was. This guy like pulled the genetic lottery, like slot machine and it came up all incest. Like just, just jackpot. All, so he was like this royal family reject and uh, he was supposed to go there and study about like their culture and their language and all that stuff and of course he didn't. Uh, he got obsessed with their dicks. You can look this up. This is true. He, got, he wrote like, why is there so much skin? Like he was just obsessed with it. He like made them pose in very like ancient Greek homerod and after learning all that, I'm like, if I was those people, I'd fucking kill anyone that showed up to that like island. Like the next people that showed up were these two fishermen that fell asleep and accidentally like drifted over there. And those island people were probably like they're dreaming about our dicks, just twang. Um, 
but that guy couldn't take a hint. This, this is real. I didn't even have a joke for this. I just need to say it. The, the, fir the first time he went there, he came back and his friends reported that he had arrow-related injuries. Okay, all right. The next time he went, they destroyed his ship because they're like, this guy couldn't take a hint from us shooting arrows near him, so let's destroy it. So he swam back swam back and then on that third trip is when he died yeah d deserved it like very much. and now the problem is that they need to get his body back but they can't go to the island because then they'll die and so it's just going to be this vicious cycle of death and that brings me back to that we're hosting an open mic here tonight so <laughs> speaking of vicious cycle of death we're going to get this started everyone Um, I'm, I'm extremely tired and I've had a rough day, so this, I'm gonna, I might introduce a lot of people with a roast and I'll just start that off right now. Um, please give it up for sad John Mulaney, Joel, Cole Chapman. <laughs> Sad John Mulaney. Usually it's just John Mulaney, but I guess I'm sad today. <laughs> so about the rain? It's like you look downtrodden. <laughs> like, you weary traveler. <laughs> what are your observations about Chicago? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. That's not the worst roast I ever got. You know what's actually weird speaking of John Mulaney is uh, Graham Galloway called me John Mulaney yesterday, and I thought that was interesting coming from a man who looks like Grimace from McDonald's. But he's not here, so I can't... <laughs> I can't talk about him because he's not here. <laughs> That's is what it is, though. <laughs> Teehee. Uh, I don't know, man. I've been wor I've been roasted worse before. You know. You ever have? You ever get roasted so hard it like changes your life? You ever have one of those? Dude, I was, this is like recent. I was with this girl. We went home. We were getting a little freaky. You know what I mean? It was like getting hot and heavy. I took my shirt off, and she said, "She was like, wow, your body reminds me of home.'" And I was like, please explain. <laughs> like, what the fuck does that mean? Like, what a instant boner kill, but I'm like curious. Like, what does that mean? She's like, oh, you're so flat and white. You're like Kansas in the wintertime. <laughs> and I was like, all right, well deserved. <laughs> like, good one. I immediately started like doing push ups beside the bed. Like, I'll show you. Uh, but like, uh, she wasn't done. She was like, no, you're like so flat and white. You're like Bob Ross canvas before he gets started. You know, it's just a big square of liquid white. <laughs> I'm gonna put some happy trees in there eventually. Uh, <laughs> just, just a bunch of liquid white. I was like, I'll show you liquid white, and we had sex. It was great. Uh, all right, Teehee, talk about cum. All right, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I like. It. It was was that actually well researched about that guy on the uh, arrow? That, yeah. It was okay. Good. I don't know. I just every time I see an open, like, you're not an open, you're an actual comedian, so it's like I can't say open mic. But every time I see a comedian talk about the news, as someone who works in the news, I always got to be like, you know, put on my fact checking hat. You know what I mean? Like it's uh, it gets really interesting. Like watching a comedian talk about the news is like watching your dog do your taxes. You know what I mean? Like it it could be funny, but it's like double check. You know what I mean? Like I don't don't trust those numbers. <laughs> just verify, trust but verify. Um. I don't know, man. It's been a it's been a weird week. I've been having a lot of second thoughts about my uh, career path right now. Like mostly because I, I had some dinner with uh, some family members recently, and they were like, "So you work in the news and you do stand-up comedy? How do you stay sane?" And I was like, "Fuck you for assuming I am sane. Uh, like, how dare you?" Uh, I like broke down my whole life. I was like, "Listen, I." <laughs> I am a uh, social media manager at a newspaper, 
and then I do stand-up comedy to pay my bills while I live in San Francisco. Do you know how unsustainable that life is? That is the worst <laughs> possible combination of professions and living situation, like, possible. Like, for someone who's, like, busy all the time, I make no money. It fucking sucks, dude. It sucks. It's like I went to a job fair, and I was looking around, for, and I was like, hey, uh, you guys got any jobs that it's, like, it's, like, really demanding? Like, all the hours, you got to work all these hours. You get no respect. You get no pay for anything. You got anything like that? And they're like, yeah, we got a journalism and stand-up comedy. And I was like, can I take both? And they're like, all right, I guess, dude. Like, yes, you're fucking weirdo. You take both of them. It's America. I'm not going to tell you what you can do. I don't know. I'm a, I'm a very white man, as everybody's uh, probably noticed over the radio. <laughs> probably that first bit, I think. But um, yeah, the uh, who? Whatever. Uh, I, I don't know. But I, I'm, I'm having I'm, I'm having second thoughts uh, about this whole being white thing. You know, I don't know if they can like change if you can change teams. But I was at this concert recently, and this is when I swore it was in Berkeley too. So it's like you know some like ignorant white shit's about to happen uh and i'm at the show this big frida show is anybody familiar with big frida is great great artist yeah sick show having a great time uh and big frida announces to the crowd she's like hey is anybody out there got a little liquor in him and everyone's like woo yeah uh and then this uh, uh girl next to me uh with an earshot is like oh i thought she said does anybody here have some insert hard r n word here in them <laughs> And I was like, what? <laughs> and then she went, proceeded to tell every single person around her within touching radius. She was like, how crazy is it that I'm racist, everybody? And just like, fucking just dropping this shit on everybody. And I was like, what the fuck? And I, I don't know what to do. So I was just like, just handed her a copy of Roots. I was like, hey, man, you come to your own conclusions on this one. Anyways, guys, that's been my time. Everybody, please give it up for your host. Cole, everybody. Um, all right. Uh, make sure that uh, you're supporting Mutiny Radio. I'll start with my two dollars right here. Yeah. Right like that. Right like that. You gotta fold it up or else it's awkward. Um, all right. Um, your next comedian is uh, a nice guy. I love seeing him around. Uh, please give it up for Mark Neuer. Roasted. <laughs> when you hear his, I love him, I always love seeing him, you know that's the roast. It has to be. Hold on, I'm pulling out my money. Pam Benjamin, you're getting $10 today. Thank you guys for your time. Have a great night. Uh, I'm not sure if there's any cum stains on this shirt. If there is, I, I thoroughly apologize. Cool. Thanks. I need, It was a joke, but thank you. Thank you. I really don't care. I use everything as a cum rag. My body is a cum rag. I just bust and leave. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not supposed to know. Have, has anyone heard this yet? I'm sure you have. I'm not supposed to know. I'm 23. I'm not supposed, I'm not supposed to know a goddamn thing. Do you know? You don't know? Do you know? Not a clue? Me either. Well, we're not supposed to fucking know. 
But every every fiber of our beings is like you wake up every morning. You're like I fucking know something. I have to know something. I have to know. I, I just something that others don't know. You don't know fucking anything. Nothing. The next person that comes knocking at my. Sorry. You should be. You know you should be apologetic. <laughs> this is going off the rails, Dan. It is off the rails right now. What is happening? Is the Dan corner segregated where you fucking belong in the goddamn corner? You're not, baby. You belong in the corner. <laughs> oh man, it's weird being attractive. Because I used to, I used, I used to really not be. Like, I used to be a fat fuck. Now I'm more like fat fuck diet. Fat fuck light with Splenda. It's like artificial sweetener. Shit's not natural. I have to wake up every day and look in the mirror and say, you, you're gonna be sweet today. And every day, every time I see a mirror, you're gonna be sweet. It's artificial, it's not real. I have to work on it. If you have to work on something, it's not natural. I have to work. Oh yeah, that's exactly what I needed, Pam. I needed that right. <laughs> I needed that right in my eyeballs. It's like I'll fuck you now. Now is the proper setting pitch black no what I needed today was to look directly into the sun that's what I was missing today it's literally what I was missing I just feel like it's my time to be attractive um, <laughs> because everyone has an underlying fetish for Cartman from South Park it's like I got the beanie and the boots to match along with the emotionally abusive relationship with my own mother I'm the best Cartman boyfriend on the market no I am you could be Stan or Kenny, whoever the fuck you want to be, but get off my Cartman corner. Step the fuck off. It's mine. I, it's, I've cornered, I've keyed this fucking corner. It's me. I am the best Cartman. I'm the best. I don't wash my clothes. Come on. Are you fucking kidding me? It's, I don't even know where that bit ends. I really don't know where it begins either. It just somewhere pick, picks up somewhere in between. Cartman impression. Ah. Oh, man. Are you going to put a quarter in my ass? Yes. Are you going to do that? The, oh my god. I just got me too. I'm sorry. I just got me as well. I'm going to leave you with this joke. Uh, my mom just had three minor strokes on, on Tuesday. Uh, don't worry. They're minor. It's okay. Everything's fine. She went to the hospital, about gave me three minor heart uh, fucking strokes, and she went home. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. She has a little numbness. She has a little bit of a thing going on with her face, but the bright side is at least the stroke face will cover the resting bitch face. Oh, it's too soon. It's my fucking mother. We have to smile about it because she can't smile about it anymore. You guys have a great night. Your future mechanic, Mark Neuer, everybody. All right. See, I got you. I got you. I got you. Uh, all right.
Um, uh, all right, your next comedian's last name sounds like what white people think water is in Spanish. Uh, please give it up for Daniel Aquaniga. <laughs> Thank you very much for that lovely intro. Uh, hey guys, um, some of you already may know this about me, but I just moved here from New York a couple months ago, because that's what you do when you want to pursue stand-up comedy. You leave New York City and come to San Francisco. Yeah, I'm not hating on San Francisco, I'm not. It's just, uh, that'd be like if I wanted to get into tech and I left San Francisco and went to North Sentinel Island. That's for you. Mr. Arrows. Uh, let's see, what else can I tell you about me? I'm, uh, I'm five foot nine, or as a lot of women put it, oof, almost. Yeah, five nine's an interesting height because it's, uh, we don't really belong to any height group. You know, the talls won't accept us, the shorts won't accept us. I think it's because I call them the shorts. But uh, yeah, we're kind of like in this in-between stage, right? We're like vertical renegades. The fact that we're the in-between, I feel like girls hate that when like guys like aren't assertive enough about like who they are. You know what I mean? I think that's the most annoying height for them. Like I feel like they would prefer if I, even if I was shorter because then I would just be decisively short. You know? Like 5'9 doesn't do that. 5'9 doesn't know what it is. 5'9 is like the vertical equivalent of a guy saying to his girlfriend, are you okay? <laughs> are you mad? Yeah, 5'9. I would be a lot taller if I uh, joined a dating app. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Boosted up to 5'10". Maybe even 5'11 if I'm wearing boots. Because boots, God, I love that shit, man. They're like spanks for short men. <laughs> yeah, no, like boots, they're, they're the best. They're like a literal boost of confidence. Uh, yeah, but uh, no, I'm not on the dating apps. Um, can someone tell me why tall guys are on dating apps? How lazy do you have to be? You're tall. The world's your dating app. Just go outside somewhere and stand. If you want it to feel more like a dating app, how about this? You can left and right swipe women's faces as they walk up to you. No, too mean. Uh, yeah, tall guys. What goes through the mind of a tall guy when he wants to join a dating app? I like to imagine him like he's getting his second maybe third blowjob of the day. And uh, he's just thinking to himself like, man, I could really go for some more pussy tonight. I'm so tired. Mm, maybe I'll just order in. <laughs> tall guys and dance. That's why, like, girls like tall guys, it's obvious. I think that's why uh, Luigi probably got a lot more pussy than Mario in their heyday, you know? No offense to Mario, you know, like he was the face of the franchise. He had Princess Peach, who is quite attractive. I, I had a thing for Princess Peach growing up. I bet she rocked Mario's world, you know, made him go, Mamma Mia! Meanwhile, Luigi's outside. Girls are swarming him. He's just sort of like, wah, 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 wah. <laughs> God, I love that joke so fucking much. Glad you guys laughed. Uh, what else can I tell you guys about me? I'm, uh, I'm a grower. Uh, for those of you who don't know what that is, that's basically when your uh, dick's a decent size when it's hard, but it's kind of pathetic looking when it's soft. So essentially, it's a penis that rewards patience, which isn't all that bad, right? Every time you're with a girl, she's pleasantly surprised, and she gets a valuable life lesson out of it. 
Yeah. No, it's good. It requires a little bit of patience. Uh, being with a grower, I imagine, is like building IKEA furniture. You know, at first you look at that tiny cardboard box, you're like, this is going to turn into a dresser? <laughs> but then you know, you put a little bit more time into it, put a little work in, maybe take an Allen wrench to it, and then you end up with an Echpuch, which is Swedish for decent sized boner. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. Oh, uh, yeah, grower. When is, um, when is Viagra going to come out with like a half dose pill for guys like me? You know, like not for sex, just when we want it to be a little bigger. You know, something I could pop in before a pool party or doctor's appointment. Yeah, I think it'd be pretty helpful. I could call it Viagra al dente. Oh, man, I can't end on that shit. Fuck. All right, quickly, one more thing. Cool. Uh, until Viagra comes out with that pill, I'm just going to have to settle for uh, this thing I like to call semi-sexy thoughts, which is thoughts that, you know, pump a little blood down there, but not like get it erect, you know, so it looks bigger when it's soft. Like uh, a good example would be like naked Kate Beckinsale, but like taking a dump. You know the balance there? It's like, it's like not like a mean dump, like a girl dump, or the dump that guys think girls take. You know what I mean? Like just little pellets splashing around. One pellet splashes too high and just lightly kisses Kate on her pucker hole. All right, I'll end on that. Thanks, guys. All right, all right. We're going to keep this going. Uh, your next comedian uh, got his name from all he could write down in middle school. Please get up for Capital P. I'll take that. I like that. I like you. You look like a comet. You look like you got crazy thoughts like spiraling out of your head at all times. Like. Also, Dan, um, I feel like if you call short people shorts, they, they will be upset about that. Because um, think about, like, you got any Jewish friends? You ever call them a Jew? Like, you don't go over well. Or like, you got, you got any black friends? You ever call them a black? I don't <laughs> <laughs> I believe that. <laughs> um, I got one dollar today. That's not the noise I'm making. Um, I'll put like 20 in tomorrow. Thank you. Oh, no, that was for you. How did everybody's day go today? Everybody have a good day? You know what? Actually, no, cut it. I shouldn't even, I shouldn't ask. Because if somebody didn't have a good day, now they're thinking about it. And I'm about to try and tell jokes. And they're just going to be looking up at me all sad and shit. Like, and then I'm going to have a bad day too. You fucking, you gave me your problems like a disease. That's bullshit. But problems, problems are a lot like disease. Because um, I'm really sorry you got some. But stay the fuck away from me. I got enough problems already. And I don't even I don't even have like the money to justify them. Like y'all heard mo money, mo problems. Shit don't work the other way around. So I gotta go buy no money, no problems. As in you ain't bringing me no money, don't bring me no problems. Cause at least if you bring me a problem, but you bring me some money, it ain't a problem, it's a job. <laughs> and I need a job right now, cause I gotta pay for all these fucking problems. It's ridiculous. I'm, I'm really, I'm like Jay-Z. It's bad. 
99 problems and a bitch ain't one. Because I hit 99 and my girl heard about it and she got the fuck out of there. It's terrible. Um, really, only only difference between me and Jay-Z, I think, is Jay-Z's bragging about it and I'm like letting people laugh at me. Um, but that, it seems like a crazy thing to brag about, right? 99 problems and a bitch ain't one. Like, sounds like you need priorities, Jay. You stop taking care of these bitches, start taking care of some of your problems. <laughs> like, I'd, I'd rather have a few girls mad at me than, like, be in debt or, like, be a bad rapper. Um, I've heard, actually, I've heard if you seem to find problems everywhere you go, then you're the problem. So maybe Jay just needs to stop saying bitch so much. Some of his problems are going to figure themselves out. Sometimes, sometimes you just need to make a little change, and it goes a long way. You know what I mean? Like, like the other day, I saw a homeless guy with a sign that said, please help me. I've been homeless for 30 years, and I haven't given up. So that's beautiful. But you're standing next to four other homeless people right now. So I see why you've been homeless for 30 years. Think about it, you gotta, you gotta plan this shit out. Cause what if I walk up with a dollar? My last dollar. Am I supposed to rip that shit up, split it between the five of you? <laughs> I, give it to, I give it to one of you, and the other one's like, nah, no. <laughs> um, yeah. Shit, I'm out of material. <laughs> which means that all I have now are problems. Um, <laughs> Which means I am about to infect all of y'all. <laughs> um, actually, I, I do. I figured one of my problems out though. Most of them are just up in the air, but I figured one of them out. Apparently, I say motherfucker too much. Um, but I don't think that's a problem. I think that's a solution. Cause I grew up in West Oakland. Most of my friends were black, and they didn't say motherfucker. They said that word. They. Cole Chapman was a little scared to say earlier, and the word that I'm scared to say too, and y'all should be scared if I say it. So instead of complaining about my motherfuckers, can we all just be happy, please? Can we all just have a good day? Because I just had a good set, so. Give it up to your host. All right, all right. Um, I'm still getting to know, is, uh, is Perry here? Perry? Oh, okay, I was just quoting her father. Um, all right, still roasted, not here. Okay, uh, then we're going to move on to the next name on the list. Trevor from GTA 5, Dan Shively. I do not know how to deal with getting roasted emotionally. <laughs> it's just like, hurts every time. Uh, so, money? Uh, yeah, money. Okay, so fucking. I hope you guys don't mind. Just work from a notebook tonight. This one is this first one. I just wanted to try it out. You guys, I kind of trust you, motherfucker. So you're gonna tell me if it's fucking overly racist. All right, <laughs> right. So, what do a detective and a Chinese musician have in common? What? Proof. So not funny, okay, got it. <laughs> so, 
proof. I get it. You guys are fucking slow. I don't know where this one. I'm a fan. I name things because I'm a fucking dumbass that wastes time naming things. So I'm a fan of cognitive discharge. I named it. I invented it, right? So you're fucking, you're unhappy with your job. You're unhappy with your relationships, family, something deep, you know, and you're not ready to talk about it. So that energy transfers onto something else. So you could just be walking in the kitchen, just broadside someone, you know, like, fuck it, Tiffany, you ate my breakfast muffin. (laughs) Is there something else that's wrong, Dan? I was going to eat that muffin. joke is gone. I think the thing is what's wrong, right? I got to go back to what's the actual thing that's bothering me, right? Yeah, fuck you guys. So everyone's into their own weird sex things, right? Fucking everybody has weird preferences. Did I just make a room of comics kind of weird? That's what there was like a little wave of touching faces. Um, yeah, so my buddy likes to fuck hamsters, right? And just like, he's like, talking about his dick size. He was like, well, it's at least big enough to fuck murder a full-grown hamster. <laughs> what the fuck am I talking about? <laughs> so when a, a girl gets pregnant people are always like oh you guys are pregnant but it's like the dude it's like you just jizzing him and it's like cha 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 chia <laughs> I'm having a weird week guys <laughs> <laughs> so I went to the fucking uh, the coffee shop right and the guy was like do you want room for cream I was like, room for cream. It's called your mom's room. <laughs> I am never going to say these things in front of real people. It's just like... <laughs> I don't know. There's a, people that annoy me, right? People, I a lot of people. There's a lot of this kind of person. You seem a little bit like it. I'm not going to say. There's a little bit. There's a lot of these kind of people around here that are like, uh, listen to NPR and drink VA juice. <laughs> Fucking hate those people. You know? Shut up about politics. God. Also, babies. No one ever calls babies on their shit. I don't like babies. <laughs> There's a fucking other Dan. <laughs> Do you guys? Did you? Who saw the? Who saw the fucking, the little musical thing right before this? They were pretty good, right? Yeah. They part of their song was like, fucking. They were like, open your heart and your mind. It's like, don't tell me what to do with my fucking heart and mind, bitches. <laughs> All right, last thing, I just went to, I went to the doctor, right, uh, the other day for the first time in 10 years, right? So, making some changes, right? 
you know? And the doctor was like, uh, so what's your diet like? And I was like, mostly gas station food. And he was like, I'll just mark no for sexually active. I was like, snap into a Slim Jim. That's my time, give it up. All right. Um, Fucking a hamster. Fucking a hamster. That I, a hamster up the ass, that's Richard Gere, right? Right. So it's fucking a hamster. That's Burt Reynolds. Uh, all right. Um, so your next comedian makes this all possible, so I'm not going to roast her. I'll, t- I'll, I'll, I'll turn it back on myself until, while she's up there, I'll think of one. I didn't think of one. I didn't. Um, uh, I, look like, uh, I look like someone got mugged by Seth Rogen, and I'm the police sketch. All right. <laughs> Like they got a few things right. All right, please give it up for one of my favorite people in the comedy scene, Pam Benjamin, everybody. Yay, you're all here. I could give myself money. I mean, it is kind of like strange and redundant since I'm the one that takes it out of the jar and puts it in the back. Ooh, a $2 bill. This will be exciting for myself. <laughs> it's so it's so funny. Oh, I like it when it kind of hangs there a little bit awkwardly, like, like Dan's tiny penis. Not you, Dan, the Dan who left. The Dan who left who talked about his own tiny penis. I'm sorry. There was also some racism being thrown about, and that's a lot of fun. I was married to a black guy for 13 years, and I still don't get to say the N-word, so it just doesn't work that way. Uh, but not all stereotypes are true, you guys. I was married to an African-American gentleman for 13 years. Now, at the beginning of our relationship, I was 19 years old, and I was so Christian, and he was the first person that I ever had sexual intercourse with because I was a prude, and Jesus was my boyfriend for so long, keeping the, keeping the vagina safe. But, well, not so much, but vagina definitely clandestine. Uh, Anyway, we were married and we used to go to these parties and people would say, ha ha, ha as your husband, huge dick, right, huge dick. And I'm like, well, black dick, huge dick, big dick. No comparison, never had a dildo. Didn't know why he wouldn't let me have dildos for 13 years. Thought everyone else seems to have these sex toys. We don't have any sex toys. Why don't we have any sex toys? There's no dildos, what's it? Years and years. Finally, I, I leave him and I move to San Francisco and I sleep with my first white guy and I was like, holy fuck. Your dick is huge. And he was like, you know, six inches is pretty standard. And I was like, perspective. I'm just saying, not all stereotypes are real, you guys. They're not all accurate. <laughs> like, although some Asian people can't drive, not all black dudes have huge dicks. So I, I did. I moved here and I realized, like, that's why you wouldn't let me have a dildo. Oh, oh, that's why he acted like that though, all those years. Oh. It's like the Garden of Eden, too. It's like eating from the tree of knowledge. Once you've surpassed that innocence, you can never go back. <laughs> like, you just can't. 
I don't I have a I have a very good relationship with my boyfriend and I don't like want to just I, I'm not looking for dates is what I'm saying but on Sunday I don't know if I went on a date or not it might have been right I get I go over to this guy's house and it was weird I met his parents which was like okay all right but we we made a fruit salad together uh, and we had like brunch his parents they left obviously that would have been weird right and then we went to the park and he held my hand when we crossed the streets he was such a gentleman like he listened to me like I would ask him questions and he would answer right and then when he went to the potty he didn't even make me wipe his tushy at the end of the I don't know date we got ice cream and then his parents gave me a hundred bucks like I don't know if I'm Okay, he's four years old. It, it wasn't. It wasn't a date. I know what it. I was. I was babysitting, but he was the nicest, most well-behaved man I've ever been on a date with. I'm like, all the dudes in San Francisco, you can learn from the mouths of babes. They are, you know, even sometimes they, they keep it real wet in the mouth. They drool a lot, so that's got to be good for teaching kids. I touch a lot of baby dicks for money, is what I'm saying. You know. 18-month-old babies. No one's circumcising their children anymore, people. No one's doing that. I really respect all the moms. Circumcision, his choice, his decision. Let him wait. But then what, that's the thing is you have to, you know, get in there and clean it all that schmegma. Or if you put an 18-month-old boy in six inches of water, he will play with his own dick. Surprise! <laughs> Did you guys know this is a room full of guys? Did you know this? The other lady in the room. They, they play with their dicks as children, as babies. They've got their hands all. That's what makes it dirty. They get their own finger inside. Have you, do guys do that? I just had an idea. I don't watch any porn. I'm like, dude, they stick their finger inside of their, okay. If they're, <laughs> thank you, I'm Pam Benjamin. Yay! Pam Benjamin, everybody. Um, I didn't think of a roast joke because ever since you said six inches is standard, I've been very hurt and in my own head. Uh, so I, I wasn't wasn't really thinking. Uh, right, your next comedian is like if a Mormon was a manager of an American Eagle. Please give it up for Pete Ballmer. It's not bad. I kind of like that. It's kind of a compliment. I feel very good about that. Thank you. Hell yeah. Uh, Guys, I used to be uh, a golf caddy. I used to have a job as a golf caddy. And that's a job that exists because when they were making golf, when they started golf, the guys were like, whoa, it sure is fun hitting these balls with these sticks. Oh, but the bags are too heavy. We should get it. And then somebody was like, I have an idea. We should get a bunch of teenage boys, put them in weird bibs, and pay them $6 an hour to carry our shit. And by the way, we should also not let any Jews, black people, or Asian play with us until the 1980s. Go golf! I was doing the job, though. I thought it'd be fun, you know? I thought it'd be fun. Bunch of guys hanging out, cracking jokes, d doing fun stuff. I thought it'd be like the movie, Caddyshack. That's not what it was like. Uh, being a caddy is a lot more like being a stripper. Because uh, you get paid mostly in tips. Uh, a lot of the job is just keeping old men company. You know, like telling them how strong they are and letting them complain about their wife and kids to you. And in either field, if you work super hard, make it to the top, then you'll be working for Tiger Woods. So, you know. 
I was doing the job though, and I got I got tired of it because uh, I don't like people who play golf that much. Uh, bad sense of humor. I learned this because I was caddying for this threesome one day, uh, and that's the word you use when there's three guys playing golf. It's a threesome of golfers, and uh, there's and if you're a golfer, there's nothing funny about that. I when I was 15, I thought that was super funny. And it was fucking brutal. I had to listen to like old businessmen be like, oh, I'm very excited for my threesome with Theo and Bill today. Balls in the air at 4 p.m. Ha <laughs> And I was doing that and they were, they were, I'm like, okay, cool. Like, I wonder, these guys probably have such a fun time. And then we get first, the beginning of the golf, you know, one guy goes up, hits a shot. And then Theo says, he goes, uh, uh, a nice shot there, Bill. Is your wife playing with us today? And it's like, all right, okay, that's okay. I didn't care for that that much. Uh, and I was like, maybe there's some other jokes too. And no, that was it. Uh, every time Theo was just making those all afternoon, he was like, oh, your putt's a little short there. Is your wife putting with us? Like, oh, drinking a Bud Light Lime? Is your wife drinking beers with us today? And after a while, I was like, I think Theo's going through a divorce. Seems like he's got some problems, which is his wife would play with him a little more. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I think, I think people are getting weirder than they used to be. You guys notice this? Yeah, yeah, I think people are weirder than they used to be. And I think that's because of the internet, right? Because before the internet, if you like to do some weird shit, then you would probably not talk about it. You'd keep it to yourself, and it would make you feel lonely. But now, if you're the kind of guy who's like, every day I like to wake up at 4 in the morning, rub olive oil on my nipples, look myself in the mirror, and go... <laughs> at any point in time, you're four clicks away from like 50,000 people who are like, yeah, dude, we do that shit too. But we use French onion dip, you know? I'm a little bit of a weird guy myself, so this, this works out for me. Um, here's a weird thing I like to do as a life hack you could take home with you. Uh, I like to peel off my fingernails, and I like to use them to floss. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's gross, but I felt bad about it for a while. And then Newsweek magazine did a poll of the American people, God bless them, and one out of 10 American men, obviously, also flosses with their fingernails. So there's somebody else in here, probably capital, but you know, I don't fucking know. You seem like a toenail guy to me, I like it. And you know, it's a sketchy approach to dental hygiene, but uh, I had a dentist appointment recently and zero cavities. So, you know, what's up? Just kidding, I had two cavities. Uh, not a great brusher, you know, so. Fuck the dentist, though. I don't know. Is that even is that even a real thing? Is dent is that even like a real thing that they're doing at the dentist? I don't I don't think so, right? Because they've been they've been working on dentist stuff for hundreds of years. They've been like people going to school to be dentists and all this shit. And then you still go to the dentist in 2018, and the guy's like, "All right, like sit down, put on these weird sunglasses, and open wide, uh, and we're gonna clean your teeth by just scraping all the germs off." with this like Phillips head screwdriver object. It's like, there's really no better way of doing that at this point. I don't know. Doctors, I like doctors more. That's a real science, I believe, in doctors. Um, like I had this thing happen when I was at the dentist, I was getting the fillings filled, right? And I asked the dentist, I was like, hey, Dr. Dentist, um, how long do fillings last? And he was like, oh, don't worry about it. Fillings last a super duper long time. <laughs> yeah. Not really the level of precision I'm looking for out of a medical professional. Doctors don't do that shit. Doctors don't, you know, if you ask, if you never be at a doctor and have them be like, son, we're sorry to tell you, but um, your mother's cancer is terminal. 
and it's very difficult for me to say this right now, but she's only got a teeny weeny bit of time left with us. <laughs> my condolences. All right, cool. Thanks, guys. That's my time. Get up your host. All right, all right. Um, so uh, Max Eddie isn't here. Um, thank you. Uh, and uh, all right, so yeah, your next comedian. Uh, please give a warm welcome to Ray Romano from Berkeley, Dean Jefferson. Dean, um, I'm white. I'm heterosexual. We got a proud boy over here clapping that. I'm heterosexual. I'm a cisgender male. I'm able-bodied. Um, I'm employed, I'm thin, I'm tall, my mom thinks I'm handsome, but I'm Jewish, which fucking sucks because I was hoping to run the table, you know, wanted to go undefeated, man. Uh, let's see, I was uh, born and raised in uh, the birthplace of hip hop. Yeah, it gets hot in the summer, but Walnut Creek's a really great place to grow up, so... What can I say? You know, but being Jewish in Walnut Creek was tough, I'll admit it. It's like there weren't a lot of other Jewish kids. The anti-Semitic remarks were flying fast and furious. My rabbi uh, huddled us up and was trying to give us some sort of tips as an 11-year-old to how to respond when someone comes at you with anti-Semitism. And he said, here's what you ask your harasser. You ask them, you look them in the eye and you ask, what do you mean by that? And I thought about it and I reflected and I raised my hand and I said, Rabbi, that's gotta be the fucking most Jewy response you could fucking ever say. We're supposed to be the chosen people. That fucking poet philosopher shit is what gets us in trouble, my man. This city's changed a lot, man, in the last fucking 10, 15 years. There are no more black people in this town, man. There's like three black people left. There's like the fucking the dude working the boards back there. There's like the fucking old guy who drives a 22 Fillmore, and there's rapping Fote. It's fucking sad. Rapping Fote is up in the Players Club, fucking playing dominoes by himself, crying in his champagne flute, man. Flying Frankie J. They fucking left for Tracy years ago. In fact, the census, the recent census, shows that San Francisco's population is fucking 5% black, it's 48% white, and it's 91% douche. And that doesn't count the mixed race douche. So that number is probably fucking much higher. Now it's weird, I've loved black culture, um, but I don't have any black friends. Someone else said that tonight too. And it's because actually, I'm gonna admit, I'm afraid. I'm, a, I'm afraid of botching the black handshake. It's true. Black dudes think I'm crossing the street because I'm afraid of them. I'm afraid you're gonna fucking introduce yourself. It's like, hey man, you look really fucking friendly, man. I'm afraid this might escalate into one of those fucking finger snap things that I can't execute. Let's see, I'm trying to work on my carbon footprint and reducing that shit, uh, but it's tough. I own a car, but I don't own a fucking hazmat suit, so I'm not getting on fucking Muni. There's no way. Last time I rode Muni, my wife had to fucking hose me down in the backyard before I got in the house. Bart's no fucking better, by the way. Anybody in here ride Bart? You ride Bart? Good for you. You're better than I am. It's like fucking navigating a Moroccan fucking spice market when you get on fucking Bart nowadays. You got the fucking 
snake charmers in the corner. You got the fucking fuck-ups from Concord shooting smack in the chairs in the back. You got, uh, what else you got on, on, on Muni? You got the fucking uh, double-jointed black teenagers from West Oakland fucking doing the Cirque du Soleil moves, hanging from the overhead rails while their DJ blasts loud, profane hip-hop, tempting all the white guys on the train to tell them to turn it down. Then you got these white tourists. We've all seen them. They're fucking middle-aged white tourists. Look, for, you know, from the Midwest with like 50 fucking suitcases, sitting there with their eyes wide open, like fucking scared of what they see, and they look like emojis who are in a little bit over their head. You know, it's like they got the the fleece from Fisherman's Wharf. It's like you spent all this fucking money in San Francisco, and you're too fucking broke to take an Uber to the airport. It's like, come on. And guess what? You know, it's like, congratulations. Your frugality just bought you a fucking nine-month case of tuberculosis, courtesy of your friends at 16th Emission. So congratulations. Anyway, thanks a lot for having me. All right. Uh, yeah. All right. So uh, your next comedian, really good friend of mine, runs the uh, monthly while schools in session uh, depot mic at SF State. Uh, I suggest a lot of comedians check that out. Bring your most offensive jokes to those college kids and p push the limits and stuff like that. But your next comedian, one of my good friends, please get up for if a Thrasher magazine came to life, Alexis Rutland. <laughs> Thank you so much, guys. Those hey, shout out to Anthony. This is for you, Pam. Hell yeah. Sorry, it's not more. I bought Christmas presents today. Um, I said the whitest thing to my kitchen the other day. I work in a restaurant, and uh, if my kitchen opens up at five, we sat a uh, two parents and a child at five, and that kid looked at a wall and went ah for two hours and they proceeded to look at me and I proceeded to look at them and I said guys it's been super nice to work with you but I'm about to go to jail because I'm about to punch that baby right in the face and my dishwasher who's, who speaks Mayan said in perfect English Alexis that is the whitest thing you have ever said to me and proceeds to go back and I was like you know what thank you so much maybe I do get through this day it'll be all right um I it, it I dress like this and I know like the all black thing it's ever since Louis CK was like you know he was shown to be jacking off in front of women it's not that hot um, but you know what I'm realizing that I'm just not taking care of my body the way I should I'm just eating everything and I know that my metabolism my metabolism is gonna slow down in, like two years I'm gonna be fucked I ate like at four different Italian restaurants yesterday and then proceeded to go out and get a grilled cheese sandwich just because I was fucked up and I was like, you know what? Living my best life. Like, the fact that I have a boyfriend, I was like, you know what? This all looks gay, and I'm so glad when any lesbian comes over and goes, hey, hit me up later. And I'm like, oh, hey, no. But do you want to know where the lesbians are? Because they've all come up to me, and I can, like, direct you to everybody else. Uh, his name is Freedom, and I didn't realize that when I go to introduce him to anyone, everyone thinks that he's African-American. And I'm like, nah, Freedom is a 26-year-old from Maine, and I love him, he's great. So I've had people ask me just without even thinking, they're like, hey man, what does Freedom mean to you? And I'm like, I told you, he's a 26-year-old male from Maine, and I love him. They're like, cool. What does liberty mean? I'm like, that's his 14-year-old sister. Get the fuck out of here. And they're like, what's justice? I'm like, that's a little dumb baby kid store. You think he's got another sister named Justice? Get the fuck out of town. Her name is Georgia, and she got a dog named California. That's not even a joke. That family rolls in twos. I've realized it. It's good. Um, 
I had a bunch of old white people sitting at my bar the other day and I like didn't realize what audience I was playing to when I was talking to them because they left out a bunch of change. They left out like 20s, 10s, 5s, and 1s. Normally I would go over and say, hey, what's up with all these dead presidents hanging out here? But instead, Alexander Hamilton was never a, a, he was never a president. He was a secretary of the treasury. So I was like, yo, What's up with all these dead old white people sitting here at the bar? And they did not think it was funny. Not at all. But I had two people of color at the end of the bar, and they were like, yo, we just saw Hamilton. That shit's hysterical. And I was like, then why didn't you save me? If they have a, like a ben- Benjamin Franklin right there, well, what's up with all of these uh, dead old white people and a sassy ambassador to France? Like, what the fuck do you want from me, dude? I graduated with a history degree, and I'm going to fucking use it. Goddamn. What else did I have written here? Uh, oh yeah, I left my phone in an Uber the other day, and like, I don't know if you've ever done something where you're like, man, fuck past me. Like, drunk me in the moment, left my phone in the car, Freedom's watching me, like, go away, and he was like, dude, your phone's in the car, what do we do, what do we do about this? And I was like, guess what? That's a problem for tomorrow me. Tomorrow me was fucking pissed. I was like, damn, past me, you a dumb bitch. I watched my phone go on a sweet date. I literally woke up at one in the afternoon, I'm like, hey, am, where am I? Freedom pulls out his phone and he goes, you're in Marin Headlands. I bet you're hiking. I bet you're having a beautiful time. Later on, I was like, hey, man, where am I now? He goes, you're getting a late lunch in Tiburon. I was like, damn, I'm getting treated right. I hope I go to Sausalito for sunset. That's exactly where I went. I went to go pick up my phone from a woman on like 16th and Mission. She comes over and I was like, hey, man, I hope you had a really good time on your date today. And she goes, oh, my God, did you watch? And I'm like, I did. Did you go to Sausalito for sunset? She goes, yeah, it was beautiful. And I was like, good. I've been playing RuneScape all fucking day. Please give me back my phone. Guys, I'm back on RuneScape. Has anyone played that shit? Oh, it's like super sad World of Warcraft. Um... Me right now probably isn't looking too hot, but 2005 me thinks I'm doing great. Like, like I shit you not, I'm fishing over in like a random island with a bunch of people and some kids typing on the group chat. He's like, hey, does anyone know what Xanax is? And I was like, yeah, man, that's bars. Like, makes you go to sleep. You have a good time. And he goes, oh, well, some kid overdosed at that on my school. And I was like, oh, shit. This kid totally is like looking for help on the internet. Like, oh, no, what do I say to him? So I just press F to pay my respects, and then there was like five other people just going F, 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 and I was like, this kid's not gonna learn anything. So like his mom's gonna die, and he's gonna go, oh no, F, and then just walk off, and his father's gonna be pissed. (laughs) Guys, I'm gonna leave you with one joke, but thank you so much for staying here. Uh, I am a female, amazingly, I am a female, and I hate two things. I hate jokes about punctuation and menstruation, period. (laughs) Guys, give it up for Anthony Zaccaro. Oh, Alexis, everybody, that was that was fantastic. All right, uh, your next comedian's name uh, uh, actually means uh, honest evangelist. Please give it up for Ernest Evangelista. <laughs> hey guys, um, yeah, my name means honest evangelist, evangelist, which means I'm a, a, a liar. I like to lie to you about the myths of the world. Um, do you guys still believe in Santa Claus? Hell yeah. Yeah. If you uh, honestly, I think we need to meet to Santa Claus. Like really, who gave him the right to go into these houses, man? And touch kids and milk and cookies. 
Um. Okay, you guys aren't for. Uh. Uh. Is there any a good time for racism? Uh, what if uh the guy was racist and he only touched white kids? Is that a good thing? No, that's still a bad thing. Um. Okay, I'm gonna tell you guys something really personal about me. I took a shit in a diaper last month on Halloween. Let me explain myself. I'm a father. So I was taking my kid trick-or-treating. And then I ate some really like yellow, like runny curry from the food court. And then I took my kid trick-or-treating. You ever get those shits? Like you had the shit like right now. Like it's like you're about to like, you're holding a water balloon in your, in your, in your butt. I was going to say butt pocket, but uh, that makes me think. What do you? What would you keep in your butt pocket? Drugs. Drugs. Mm. I had a dream. I had a dream that I snuck cocaine in my butt, and then I still tried to do the bag, and there's poop stains on it. A little bit. Okay, so I took a shit in a diaper. Um, so I'm taking my kid trick-or-treating, and then out of nowhere, I have to run back to the rental car that I had, and then leave my kid with my baby mama, who was talking to some dude, and then ran to the a rental car, and then, do you guys remember the I Love Lucy episode, when she's, like, trying to stop all the chocolates from coming out? Imagine that, but me with poop and a diaper. <laughs> so, and I'm, like, trying to, <laughs> trying to keep... The lights from turning off, uh, uh turning on, because it's a rental car. Um, basically, I shit into seven different pairs of diapers that night, and ditched it in the Elpo local bag that I came with. <laughs> and then the next house, I didn't give my kid any candy. I was like, trick or treat. We're not trick or treating. Well, take this, and then threw shit, a bag of shit, at them. Hmm. And that's what I did on Halloween, guys. Uh, mm -hmm. I also have an addiction, guys. I'm addicted to hookers and cocaine. But it's like when you get the cocaine, it's like, I need to get some hookers. And then it's like when you get the hookers, you're like, I need to get some cocaine. It's like you got peanut butter in my chocolate. Like, is there any better uh, pairing between uh, hookers and cocaine than like milk and cookies or something? Um. Okay. Uh. What else do I want to talk about? Um. What's the worst part of a threesome? Sharing the condom. Wait right, one minute. Um. Okay, I'm going to make jokes about school shooters. Um, I know I shouldn't be making jokes about school shooters since I look like America's Next Top School Shooter. <laughs> but you guys ever think these guys get bullied so much they end up shooting up the school? But has anyone ever thought about bullying them while they're shooting up the school? 
Like Jimmy throws a pipe bomb down a hallway and you yell, Hey Jimmy, you still throw like a girl. <laughs> or you're hiding behind a classroom door and you yell, Look, that's the glory hole your mom sucks dick through Jimmy. <laughs> and that trench coat make you look fat. All right, you guys are good night. All right, all right. Um, uh, so a lot of people are MIA, so I'm just going to say some shit that I've never said before, if that's cool. Um, speaking of school shooters, I have this school shooter bit that I haven't haven't tried out yet, and the perfect place for it, um, other than an assembly. Uh, uh, but yeah, so I I re like I realized that we don't have like serial killers anymore, and that's like upset. Like the '70s and the '80s were just like full of them, you know, like so many like serial killers. Too many, probably. Um, but yeah, so many serial killers, and then now like like mass shooters, like that's that's all we just have a consistent amount of those. And I'd rather us go back to serial killers because they like had you know, like rules, like, you know, like at least they, like, like you, you could trace it back to their childhood, right? Like a serial killer, like I only kill female chefs because my mom used to beat me with a frying pan. Like, you know, like they, you trace, it was like superhero origin stories. Like you could learn back. It's not, it wasn't just like I was bullied, you know, like it was, it, 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 there were stories there. And I realized, I think it connects with technology because like back then shows used to come out every week right? Serial killers of shows, right? They used to come out every week. Now we binge watch. It's just a whole season at once, just like at three o'clock on a Tuesday. Uh, yeah, school shooters are the binge watching of school shooting. Um, that's, the, that's the thesis of that joke. There's probably a reason I haven't said that in a social setting. Um, what else? I, I, I'm fascinated with serial killers. I love uh, true crime and all that stuff. Uh, I... Uh, I feel like if my girlfriend died, I'd be fine, um, like legally fine, because like I watch a lot of true crime, and I realize that the only time white men get profiled by the, uh, the police is when their wife goes missing. That's literally the only time that police look at them with any form of guilt. Um, but yeah, so like if my girlfriend goes missing, like I've been like stocking up on alibis, right? Because I, I I'm not about to have that. Like, like there's a guy, uh, uh, this guy that was um, I I hit that joint and I'm just losing all my motor functions in my mouth. Um, the guy, there was this guy that was a part of this documentary called The Staircase. The reason for The Staircase was he uh, allegedly, or he totally did it, but that doesn't help my joke, he pushed his wife down the stairs. But if she fell down the stairs and it was an accident, that guy's life got ruined because he had to plead guilty and all that. So that's why I'm stocking up on alibis. If my girlfriend does anything even remotely risky, I've got my alibi on lock. Like the other day, she went hiking. I spent the whole day following our chief of police around taking selfies. I was just, that's airtight. That's airtight right there. The other day she went in for surgery, spent the whole day blindfolded on Facebook Live. Just, that's airtight. Um, and, uh, all right, that's, uh, that's all I'll do. Um, have you ever seen the show Community? Yeah. You ever seen that show? Uh, okay, then th that's, no, that's, that's just for him and I then, he knows. All right, please give it up for Starler Burns. Thank God nobody watched Community. That would have ruined. No, Ernest. My name is Starler Burns. It would. It would. It could have been bad. Yeah, I also go by Startard Bums when I get too excited with my R's. 
<laughs> oh man, dude, this is gonna this is gonna be a bad set. Like, uh, no, I'm just I'm just not feel I'm just not feeling well physically. I'm not even sick. It's just you know, the three donuts. Those were a good idea, but this get accounting up to the fifth, things went down. Things went down tonight. Anyway, I was getting off Bart just now. There was a whole bunch of delays, but when I was getting off, I guess I was uh, going too slow because some guy shouted out, bitch, keep it moving. And it's, that just got me thinking, like, no one's ever addressed me as bitch and then said something nice. <laughs> bitch, your father may be gone physically, but his spirit will be with you always. <laughs> Thanks, man. I was worried when you started that sentence, but it turned out very sweet. Uh, bitch. <laughs> Moving right along. I already warned you, didn't I? Come on. Uh, where was I going? That's right, trends come and go. When I was a kid, I was all about those Pokemon cards. Like, I had no idea how to play that game, but I had to catch them all. I, I did. One trend that's been making a major comeback lately is uh, unbridled bigotry. Yeah. Like, I'm not in charge of what's popular, so don't blame me. Like, you'd know if I was. Would have had a snap bracelet come back by now. Those were fun. <laughs> nah, I mean, the cause isn't that much of a mystery, you know? Just, just picture that iconic scene from Free Willy where Willy's jumping over the rocks, but replace the boy with Donald Trump, and the whale is just racism. <laughs> Fuck that whale. Should build a wall it can't jump over. <laughs> You guys are wrong to laugh at that. Orcas are dolphins. <laughs> well, you know, thinking about prejudice, which I have had to do lately, I've ended up coming to the conclusion that the first step to overcoming prejudice is acknowledging prejudice. You can't cure a disease you have not diagnosed. So that's exactly why I'm going to acknowledge my prejudices to you right now. Don't worry. The only N-word I'm dropping is knowledge. <laughs> prejudice number one. I'm counting for these. What is my prejudice number one? I gotta remember the people I hate. That's right. I hate people who strongly self-identify as introverts. And you think you're better than me because you like the smell of books and need some time to recharge? Wish you'd stayed in your shell pretentious little hermit crab. Prejudice number two. There's never been a single instance in my life where I thought to myself, oh good, there's a DJ. Do I even need to follow that one up? It's a horrible class of people. You don't want to see me in the club. Everybody get low! No. No. <laughs> it's a stupid joke. Uh, this is an awful class of people though, DJs. Haunt my dreams. I'll be talking to my dead grandmother, who I've never met. Suddenly a beat will drop and I'll just wake up screaming. <laughs> Prejudice number three. We're having fun, right? We're having a good time. Not so sure about those Italians. <laughs> like, I know we let them be white like a hundred years ago. It's just. Maybe there should be an occasional audit of that decision. It's a very flavorful people. It's very flavorful. They're not eating white toast with mayonnaise. I just feel like there should be some sort of idiom or something like, if the meatball is spicy, 
you're not white, see? <laughs> so I acknowledge my prejudices to you. I have exactly three, just like most people. But that was the first step to overcoming them. I'm working on myself. Unfortunately, I've not figured out any of the other steps. Someone's probably gotta die. Might be me. All right, let's do a quick closer. What's the difference between Donald Trump and a rotting jack-o'-lantern? One is a sagging orange affront to reason and common decency, and the other is Donald Trump, and he's an asshole. <laughs> Another difference is that I did not get into an argument with my landlord about all the Donald Trumps on my porch, which escalated to physical violence. <laughs> Thank you, folks. You were nice. Oh, you like... Hedgehog, dude, you dropped your gold. Uh, all right. Uh, um, all right. Well, uh, so no one's, uh, no one's, no one showed up today. Showed up to work today. Uh, everyone that, everyone that was not at work and pre-signed, <laughs> like, like, and was able to just like refreshing Facebook and all that stuff. Um, I, uh, yeah, so uh, we're going to bring up uh, uh, the, yeah, yeah, we're going to bring up George. I was trying to come up with a, a roast joke, and I'll, I'll do it after. All right. <laughs> Good evening, everybody. How's your Friday? How's your Friday, everybody? I hope it's cool. I saw a movie. I never go to the fucking movies, man. I went and saw the new Spider-Man movie, right? With the, the black Spider-Man, right? Right on, right? That fucking movie, right, is the business. Like, if you like like uh, EDM and Spider-Man and fucking... Yeah, I saw it in 3D. That's how fucking much... That's Because that's how little I go to the movies, right? I'll actually spend the... Tw at 21 bucks? Go oh, Fuck yourself, but it was in 3D. It was in 3D. And like this movie is like groundbreaking. So I was like, anyway, none of this is jokes. All right, anyway, but it made me think of Nicolas Cage, right? Because Nicolas Cage is one of the motherfuckers in the movie. Nicolas Cage is Spider-Man? Yeah, Nicolas <laughs> Cage is the black and white noir Spider-Man. And I was like, you know what? Nicolas Cage is a squinty actor. And I was like, what does squinty mean? Well, squinty, he doesn't squint. He makes me squint by the like acting choices he makes. <laughs> you know, like every time he's like just or something, I'm like, I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> every time it's a squint. Anyway, uh, taste change. I heard that earlier. I thought that was funny. Tastes do change. As I get older, I, I think like when I was a child, I used to love eating frosting out of the fridge by like my hand or a spoon. And the idea of me eating a tub of frosting for breakfast today makes like every inch of my body shake with fear. <laughs> like, that sounds like a threat to me. Like you want me to lose a leg or some shit. Like, hey man, I got a great idea. How about a tub of Dunkin's before fucking breakfast? Like, or like Big League Chew. I used to put a fistful of Big League Chew on my mouth and just, I was like, oh, what's wrong with me? Anyway, oh, speaking of that shit, I was thinking of Booger Man from Mucinex, and that's what he—that's th what they think about us. 
Because, like, why does the fucking Mucinex man sound like a working class dude and not like a snooty dude? It's snoot. He should sound like a snoot. He's up your nose, right? But no, he sounds like, hey, uh, hey I'm up your nose, right? Like, what the fuck is that, right? They should be, oh, I'm your boogers. You can't get rid of me. But he's not. He's, uh, I'm dope six pack over here. Like, yeah, you asshole. It's bullshit. It's bullshit, man. It's subtle, but anyway. Uh, oh, I've been thinking about this for a long time. Adult words. Speaking of adult words, like most people think like adult words are like dumb curse words, you know, right? You know, I found out when I walk, I think of like the holiday season and I think of words like hydrangea. Like, that's a word, that's an adult word, right? I don't know, I still don't know exactly if a hydrate, I, know, I finally figured out a succulent don't like water, I think, right? <laughs> or I'm wrong, or I'm right, or it doesn't matter, because it's an adult word, and those are adult words I'm never gonna fucking figure out, because I don't care. Those are adult words I don't plan on saying in front of mixed company. I don't plan on saying those adult words around kids. I don't give a fuck about hydrangeas. I don't want to know about like the parcel tax. I don't want to know about, there's like so many, I wrote down like a shit ton of them and I was like, I don't want to do a list joke. I just want to just write down that one fucking thing that bugged me was hydrangea. Cause I still don't know exactly what that is. Oh yeah, I'm lazy. That's why I paid that 21 bucks to see that movie the other day. Because I, I don't ever want to go out to see a movie, and when I do, I'll fucking pay out to see it. And, like, my mom was lazy. I take after my mother that way. Like, as soon as they find out, she found out the fucking GM plants were closing, and they told her, she was, like, the second one out the door. The first motherfucker was the guy on shift. <laughs> when they made the announcement, she was so ready to get the fuck out the door. I can identify with that so much, ma. All right, anyway. Uh, changing teams. Oh, yeah, someone was talking about changing teams, like, in a race thing earlier. Like, you could change teams. Like, you can if you're white. If you're black, you can. My uncle did that. But, uh, all right. Hey, Pam, what can lifesavers do that guys can't? Come in five different flavors. Thank you. Good night. All right, George, everybody, George. Uh, um, oh, I, shit, I didn't come up with, uh, with a roast joke. Luda fish. All right, there we go. Um, all right. Uh, oh, yeah, uh, Marty, we're doing, uh, I'm roasting everyone because I, I had a rough day. Um, so uh, please give it up for the first person to die in The Sopranos, Marty Cunney. <laughs> I never, I never seen The Sopranos. I feel like if I when I say that to people, it's like I'm telling them I never saw fucking Godfather or something like that, which is I guess kind of related. But it's it's just one of the things like yeah, I don't really give a shit. Like I watch, I already had like I already went back and watched The Wire. I'm not gonna go back and watch another show. There's too much shit coming at me already. No thanks, uh, guys. I consider myself a, a king positive person. Um, I think that's I think that's a you know good good trait to have in San Francisco, but uh, there's something that's been bugging me lately, and it's just this rise, this cultural wave of talking about ass eating. Is that 
it seems that like everybody has to talk about it it's in every fucking instagram post it's in rap songs it's in all this shit and it's just like two things bug me about it it's like one you should have always been eating ass like i don't know why this is a new wave but when i say that i don't want to sound like a fucking analingus hipster you know like I was spit shining the wagon wheel long before you kids were. Like, no, that's not that's not the guy I want to be. But number two, the thing that really bugs me about it, it's like, okay, if we're all talking about it, if there's this huge rise in popularity, if the ass-eating stock is rising like that, shouldn't we also be seeing a one-to-one increase in the number of bidets that we're seeing in other people's households? Because... I'm not, you disgusting Hepsi motherfuckers, okay? There's one flavor for ass eating. It's not peanut butter. There's not smooth and chunky, okay? There should be one. It's disgusting. Get a hold of yourselves. Um, I don't like the way that the right wing talks about immigration. I think that they use the same buzzwords every time, right? They say things like uh, they're un-American, right? They come here uninvited. They rape and they murder they take all of our good blue collar jobs and like technically there's nothing more american than going somewhere you're not invited and raping and murdering everyone there so you can do farm work that's kind of our thing actually uh if anything we should be upset that they're culturally appropriating that from us and that's something that i won't stand for okay cultural appropriation is not okay i do have one tip if you're gonna do that uh you gotta yell manifest destiny first uh, it's like the no homo of territorial expansion. It's it's awkward if you don't. Um, speaking of which, I was uh, at Halloween this year. I saw something that kind of upset me. There's this really cute black girl, and she was dressed in like a sexy cop outfit. And she uh, chugged a fifth of whiskey and punched another black guy in the face and called him the N-word. And as an Irishman, I was like, hey, that's our thing. Uh you know, my culture is not a costume, all right? Not cool. Uh, what else? Okay, can we put can we put the uh, can we not have the fucking baby it's cold outside discussion next year? Can we just leave and not because I'm like and not because of like, you know, any like me too implications or anything like that. Just because it's a shitty fucking song and I don't want to hear it anymore. Like, I'm fine with it being ousted for the Me Too movement. It's like if we're discussing who let the dogs out in 50 years, like, yeah, we should be upset about that, okay? It's the same fucking thing. That's so goddamn stupid. Uh, puberty was weird for me because I pretty much went from like 13 year old pudgy middle school kid to 14 year old this and a, and the whole process took about six months uh i started lifting weights and it just just triggered my puberty and it just like came like a hit me like a truck i, I don't really have much of a joke here besides to describe the experience of uh not really being told by your parents about like you know they gave me a book and it was like, here in this book is everything you need to know about, you know, puberty and sex and stuff like that. And it was very informative. But to say that that has all the information and then to have hair growing up like halfway up my dick, 
and then starting to get stretch marks because my muscles were like actually stretching out my skin. I thought I was turning into a fucking werewolf or something. I was like, this is normal? Okay. Uh, this is me now. I'm uh, hairy to the tip of my dick and I'm going to fucking bust out of my skin at some point. Oh, God. Um, hey, th isn't it wild that fucking, you know... We think of Mormons as like kind of like a goofy, like religious sect in Utah. That used to be something you have to like look out for in the Midwest. Like it was like bears, Indians, and Mormons. All three of them were as equally likely to kill you. How fucking wild is that? It's like, oh, like how was the trail? Like well, we all made it except for Jimmy. Uh, the Mormons got him. Like what? <laughs> Said, there's, there's probably a gravestone out there that's like killed by fucking Mormons. I'm going to find it. Uh, last one real quick, guys. Uh, I've been turned 30 recently. That means I've been matching with a lot of older women on dating apps, uh, which is cool. But uh, I noticed a weird thing is a lot of these older women are black, and I don't know what to make of it. It just seems like it's the shittiest remake of how Stella got her groove back ever made. <laughs> It's like instead of going down to Jamaica to find some tall, handsome, compassionate uh, island man, she comes to San Francisco and gets on Hinge to find a stocky, alcoholic, narcissistic comedian with chronic hemorrhoids. Bit of a downgrade if you ask me. I don't quite understand it. That's my time, guys. Thanks a lot. Uh, Marty, everybody. Okay. Um... All right, uh, I'm keeping with this roast thing. I was I was gonna roast uh, the next comedian, and then I was like, you know what? Just just say his name. Um, and then I read his name again, and I was like, that's that's all I'll need to say. Okay, this uh, this person's name. It sounds like uh, if uh, if fast food joints had like like a hacky used car salesman. Please go for Hamburger Matthews. Uh, I'm so glad you just didn't just go uh, hamburger. Cause that's the big one that happens all the time. That's a that's the big one. My favorite one is uh, someone else will get booked on the show. It'll be a a nice big boy, and he'll, he'll see a hamburger on the list, and he will be so disappointed that there isn't another big guy. Like the whole drive over to the show, he's like, "We're gonna get some food after, and then we're gonna get some more food after." Oh, it's great. I was uh, I was recently watching uh, Memento the other day, and it just made me think how great it would be to give a gift to someone with Alzheimer's. Just, and for that matter, like that guy just watching the internet over and over and over again. He's just on Wikipedia. He doesn't even know where he started. He's changing all his tattoos all the time. I don't know, you guys. I uh, you guys you guys paying attention to the, uh, anything in the world? <laughs> Me neither. Good for us. Good for us. The other day I saw a newspaper on the ground blowing in the wind and it uh, actually caught me in the face. And I saw that on the front page of this article it had this lady uh, just being attacked by a dog. And, uh, and this happened in New England. And the first thought is like maybe put down the camera, help the lady out, you know. Dog's just chowing down on her leg over here. So I read the article, uh, and it had the dog's name, and I don't need to know the dog's name is Clam, but I do know the title of the article should have been New England Clam Chowder, right? That's fantastic, you know. I, uh, anybody here get a 3D printer? 
Huh? <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. I saw that uh, the uh, Major League Baseball, uh, you can get a picture of yourself sent to them. They will send you a bottlehead of you in your favorite team's jersey. So I got a 3D printer, and I'm printing out bobbleheads of myself. You know, my basement has turned into uh, like a, a, a midlife crisis of trains, okay? I've got, I, I'm batting, you know, I'm hitting a home run. I'm also pitching, you know, I'm both teams, baby. Shit, I'm the umpire who like called a strike and then the coach comes out to yell at me, you know? I'm throwing myself out of the game. I was like, why stop there? I'm all up in the crowd too, you know? I'm catching the, I'm uh, catching the home run ball, you know? I'm eating the cotton candy, I'm selling the cotton candy. It's me kissing me on the kiss cam. I'm drunk at the bar. Maybe I'm puking over the edge. I'm also cleaning it up. You know? Why stop there, you know? I'm in the upper balcony, breastfeeding me. In public. And I'm disgusted. You know? You guys look at me like I'm crazy. But how many people here have a garage full of, uh, you know, Christmas ornaments for a tree? At least my shame is around all year. <laughs> so I know some of you people have your head, like your Christmas lights up till fucking like March or something, you know? That's what I'm thinking, you know? Don't shame me for my bobbleheads. <laughs> On the same note, uh, I printed up, uh, you know, the whole nativity scene. It's all me. <laughs> Little baby Jesus. Which one's my dad? I don't know, you guys. I never know where to go from there. Do I stop printing bobbleheads? Do I start selling my own bobbleheads? It's a collector's edition. <laughs> It'll probably be on some report for some brain disease that everyone figures out that I have in the future. <laughs> See, I'm helping everybody out, you guys. I'm helping everybody out. Oh, man. I've uh, been doing the online dating a little bit lately. Anybody do that shit? Yeah, I met this girl, everything's going great, we're about to meet up, and uh, she tells me, she asked me for our first date to go to a protest for animals' rights, and I think that's fantastic, but I will never date someone who goes to protests, I just, you're too good of a person, you're just, and you're also active, it's, I don't know if I want to stand around and be like, no, let them have their balls. So, I mean, the best bet I got these days is I actually found a uh, girl's number on the ground. <laughs> I don't know. Apparently, Shannon is also a dude's name. You guys know that? You guys ever show up for a date thinking you're going to meet a nice lady? Instead, you see a sad dude next to you at the bar, and you're like, hey, man, what's eating you? He's like, oh, I got stood up. I'm like, me too, man. Fuck chicks, dude. Let me buy you a beer. He's like, dude, I'll buy you a beer. I go, what's your name? He goes, Shannon. I'm like, oh, my name's Carl. But, uh, you know, that's that's uh, that's why I don't send dick pics, you know? Because I made a good friend that day. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, guys. All right, all right. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm relieved because usually when you see a weird name on the mutiny radio list, it's like some old guy that re read the read the Wikipedia article on joke structure, and he just th th thought he'd come by here. Um, 
All right, uh, your, your next comedian, please, uh, welcome to the stage, 90s sitcom principal, David Solis. Kids today say the darndest things, right? Like, let me out of this cage. Where are my parents? And why do I need a liar? I'm what Eliza Schlesinger calls an elder millennial. So I get abused from both ends of the spectrum. And uh, I'm 35 and I feel like I haven't been living up to my parents' expectations. After all, Jesus was already in heaven at this point. <sighs> you know, uh, my grandmother, uh, the living one, she doesn't seem to have any positive memories of me past the age of five. Every time I see her, she's just like, you remember when you were three and you did that one thing? No, grandma, for some reason I don't. I can't imagine why. Yeah, my parents have this photo of my brother in full uh, dress army uniform with his beautiful wife. Next to me, next to him is a baby picture of me. As if to say, well, he was cute once upon a time. But you know, guys, when I ever feel like I'm not making it as an adult, I just think back to my circumcision. I handle that like a champ, you know? It's all just easy after that. It really is. Marketers are so stupid when it comes to millennials. At the beginning of the decade, they sat everybody down, and then they're like, what kinds of products and services appeal to you? And they're all like, uh, we're not really interested in buying and owning crap. We just want to have, like, meaningful life experiences. They're like, oh, we understand. You want us to rebrand everything as an experience. No, wait, that's not what I get it. We'll have a mutiny experience. We'll have a shitting experience. We'll have a police brutality experience. Too bad you can't rate that one star on Yelp. Fucking A. Oh, I'm currently caught up in an epic power struggle. I can't run the microwave and the fridge at the same time. I really like to be able to make it on my own. <laughs> my boyfriend is so gay, you guys. Like, he sucks, but in a good way, you know? For seven years, we've been in a gay, interracial, serodiscordant, cross-generational, class-transcendent, differently-abled relationship with a language barrier. But when I asked him to marry me, he's like, nah, that's too much commitment. <laughs> so now we are in limbo, and I'm not going to Mexico City this year. Oh, I'm not going to get food poisoning for the third year in a row. Oh just going to be happy staying at home, which is better than some Christmases I spent, like in my car. I'm moving on up, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think about having kids sometimes. I don't know if it would work out. I, I think I'd like to have a nice foster kid, you know, who's already damaged. Somebody else can take the blame. <laughs> I mean, I know there's plenty of white babies who need parents, but, you know... <laughs> <laughs> I'm as gay as the day is long, but I never understood exactly how the day is gay. Does the sun get up in the morning is like, hey, y'all, we're going to have a nice warm day today, you hear? Maybe a little sea breeze coming in from the west. It's going to be absolutely delightful. Now, I'm out of the closet, San Francisco, but don't worry. All my skeletons are still inside. <laughs> My late grandmother had Alzheimer's. I actually had to come out to her seven times. 
it became a scripted dance after a while. It started out with the old, so David, do you have any special girls you're seeing? No, Grandma, I'm gay. And always in the same unbelievable tone, oh, well, that's okay. <laughs> By the seventh time, I was getting ready to lie, but at that point, she was confusing me with my uncle anyway. <laughs> so it just kind of worked out naturally. Caramba. Yeah. There's a lot of people doing whippets in this neighborhood, right? <laughs> Are they all Devo fans? <laughs> I just don't want to try. Somebody tried dropping one into my drink the other night, and I was just like, nah, nah, after meth, I'm good. You know, it's just overkill at that point. You guys may not know this. I am a uh, published pornography author. Back in the 2000s, nifty.org was the place to be for online gay writings of erotica. I published seven chapters, actually. You know, some guy actually found my work discarded at the site of the Long Beach Pier back when they had three and a half floppy disks. And he's like, was this important? And I'm like, no, but it's flattering. <laughs> my cousin actually discovered my stuff one night. I guess she has her own instincts. And she got back to me. She's like, is this you? Yes. You know, actually, it's not that bad. I thought it was good. I thought it was all right. <laughs> Of course, I don't talk to my cousin much anymore because she was a Jewish princess living in Danville. And I accused the family of racism over Thanksgiving in 2015 on Facebook. Yeah, I did not end up going to that Thanksgiving. It was so funny. You know, they had a big sign outside that said, no politics. And a gated community with armed guards to make sure it would never be an issue. <laughs> Thank you so much, you guys. You have a great night. Uh, well, that's uh, that's everyone on the list. Thank you, uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for donating. Um, real quick, uh, you're not, you weren't on the open mic. Uh, okay, you're dressed for it too. Look at this guy. Uh, oh, okay, all right. Um, and, but a real quick shout out to the people that didn't show up in the Here for Band. Um, uh, that you're not, you're, they didn't show up because they heard about the roasting thing. You're not, you're not safe. <laughs> from a distance, long distance. So Perry Borders, I have, I have no idea who you are, but your name sounds like a, a, kid, a kid detective that solves immigration like <laughs> disputes. So deal with that. Uh, Max, Max Eddy, Max Eddy, I actually know Max Eddy, um, or if, uh, if Ellen DeGeneres was a fire type. Uh, <laughs> They should have shown up. He would have been able to, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, hear that joke in person, I guess. I don't know. All right. Um, and then, uh, and then Linda Landeros. Um, can anyone help me out? Does anyone know Linda? No, Linda. Roast on Linda? No one knows who you are. All right. Um, all right. I'm Anthony Zaccaro. Thank you guys so much. This was a lot of fun. Um, and that's uh, Stick Around. Uh, 8 to 10 is a cool show that has uh, me on it, uh, just roasting myself and a lot of great other people. All right. Thank you.
All right. Uh, hey, how's it going, man? Uh, we're we're roasting today for intros. Um, well, I, I'll I'll say what another thing I said about him. I I, I saw his uh, joke book, like inside his joke book, over his shoulder, and it was exactly how I imagined it would be. Um, please welcome to the stage Warhol Kaufman. Yeah, I like to go up right after everyone leaves. It's like it's a little pressure, you know. It's cool. I heard ODB used to take a limo into the hood to pick up his welfare check. And he would hop out and hand out $100 bills to the children on the sidewalk, which sounds pretty cool, but they were mostly his kids. Comics are so, you know, generous. Uh, they're so loving. Like, like if you're if you're a comic, you can depend on, on another comic to help you out. Like, if you get sick, if you get injured, God forbid, if you die, I'll take your shows. I'll take all your shows. I want to be a professional comedian. Is he funny? He feeds his family. <laughs> He's hilarious. I don't understand why there are so many gay babies in Africa. So comics always come up to me and they're like, your girl is so pretty, is she single? What's her number? Everyone says Al Jolson did the greatest blackface performance of all time, but I disagree. I think it was Judy Garland. I think Judy Garland's blackface performance was the most compelling I ever saw. And then second, of course, Robert Downey Jr. So I think Al Jolson has to get third. I feel bad for Robert Downey Jr. in the 90s. You know, he just wanted to be left alone with his cocaine and his whores. And everywhere he went, people would call the police on him. You know, he wasn't safe anywhere. He was like a black man. I'm the sheep of color of my family. I like how damp this mic is, it's nice. You guys believe in staying positive? Oh, they have a cure for AIDS, but never, never mind. My ex-girlfriend just got the pre-abortion sonogram. Everything's looking healthy. Everyone's looking good. I'm really inspired by the civil rights movement. So much so, I want to make a movie. It's a porno. We open on Bayard Rustin, who's got a black power fist up Malcolm's ass. Martin Luther King Jr. is writing a speech while Coretta dips his 
Quill and Ink. Angela Davis is spread eagled in the corner. Pre anyway. I think it's ironic that Trump's son is barren when we all wish his mother was. And that Richard Spencer is banned from like nine countries in Europe. I think it's ironic that Marcus Garvey and the KKK basically had the same goal. I don't know if you heard about the uh, employee of Disneyland who died in the parking lot, froze to death in her car because she was homeless. It really is a small world after all. If you freeze to death in the parking lot of your job. <laughs> All right, um, going once, going twice. All right, no one, okay. Um, that's it, all right.
Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Asiento, take a seat at Asiento on 21st and Bryant. Meet friends for a drink, have delicious tapas, and a relaxed community atmosphere. Asiento, honestly, is a wonderful place. They have incredible bartenders and board games all over the walls. Trivia on Mondays, Taco Tuesdays, First Wednesday, live jazz, live DJs Thursday, parties. The food is darn good special happy hour prices all night long with your mutiny radio comedy festival ticket march 1st through 5th check out the schedule at www.asientosf.com come take a seat i had a date there and it did not go well but it wasn't the fault of the place they're very nice asiento For a burger, Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. Everybody should listen to Mutiny Radio at mutinyradio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things. Subliminal SF Visual and Auditory Mind Control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF.
Welcome. Bender's Bar and Grill, located at 806 South Van Ness in the Mission District of San Francisco. Your favorite bar with awesome bartenders, rotating local art, and a killer back patio. It's a great place to hang out and play one of their two pool tables or old school pinball machine with a tasty adult beverage. Live music every Saturday for only $5. Bender's brings you face-melting metal and rock and roll. The last Friday of the month, Punk Rock and Schlock delivers super fun karaoke with Aileen. Come on, what's not to like? They even have counter-offer inside, frying up the tots with sexy hot burgers for your face. Open every day at 2 p.m. Their happy hour goes till 7 p.m. Bender's is proud to be a sponsor of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival because they're an awesome community asset to the dirtbags who keep art alive in the mission. Bender's Bar and Grill. Hi, welcome to My Limited View. I am your host, Sergio Novoa. And I'm your co-host, Vanessa Wilkins. Join us every Tuesday from 12 to 2 at mutinyradio.fm as we share stories, our personal stories. And struggles and challenges. And we'll also have guests come in and share their stories. And hopefully through all this, we can expand our view. Or your view. Yes, and there'll be plenty of dick jokes, so don't worry. It's not always going to be heavy. Yeah, I might even share black hair tips. Black hair tips, don't. <laughs> anything about it sorry <laughs> all so, on my limited view yes every tuesday from 12 to 2 uh oh you can if you can also find us on apple Podcasts. oh yeah and google play and stitcher itunes oh you already said T- that tune in radio uh stitcher you said that spotify oh my god there's just so many and overcast um yes you can also find us on social media m as in mary l as in larry p as in peter podcast mov podcast is our handle Until next time, I hope you're enjoying your view. Yes. Bye. Bye. That kind of sucked balls. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.Evan. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. (laughs) Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be 
Like in front of an audience? Like other than like squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Well, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> Mutiny Radio listener, it's that time of year again. March 1st through 5th, it's time for the 4th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Over 40 comics, 25 shows, 5 days, all here at Mutiny Radio, 2781 21st Street at Florida Street. 25 shows, 5 days, amazing comics from all over the United States here in San Francisco to entertain you with 25 differently themed shows hosted by local San Francisco comedians bringing you comedians from all over the United States here. Everything will be live, live streaming and podcast post. Get your tickets, $10 a show, 25 shows, a million laughs. It's the fourth annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival brought to you by Benders, Counter Offer and Subliminal SF. It's Friday. It's 8 o'clock. It's time for Pam Dass' Comedy Clubhouse. You're tuned in, listener, which is exciting. Uh, the throngs of people 